there was like a fear of women empowerment and they deem mm -hmm. them as witches and even go as far as killing them. Yeah, just to try and take that power away. So we saw like throughout history, if there's any any time like a woman, um, you know, they were typically like healers or they knew about uh, herbs that were helpful or they were just very intuitive or just like a teacher in their community, like all of those things that uh, they were doing were seen as like bad and evil because it was giving them power. And I think the systems that were in place wanted to take that away. And I think that speaks a lot to where we're at today as well. Like if we look at uh, the way politics are leaning and the different rights being taken away from uh, different groups and individuals, I think it it's just as much um, a worry now as it was then in, in a sense. Today on the show, we are joined with the wonderful Laura Hochstad. Laura is featured in a brand new documentary titled Coven. It follows her journey of becoming a witch. That film and this conversation we have today is going to explain to you exactly what a modern day witch is. And for myself, this was such a fun learning experience. And also throughout this episode, we dive into really deep subjects that I don't often get to touch on when recording these. The film Coven is having its world premiere in Toronto at Hot Docs on April 28th. That is this Friday if you're recently listening to this episode. And also screening again on May 5th. Also around the film, Laura works for the official Rumorg YouTube channel where she's got her own segment where she reads tarot cards and talks horror and a lot of fun shit like that. If you're not already subscribed to that channel, do it and check out her segments. As you're gonna hear in this interview, she's a great vibe and what I love the most about this talk is how we initially dive into her journey of becoming a witch, but then it just turns into this beautiful conversation of life, connectivity, human energy, and a lot of awesome stuff. But I can keep going on and on and explaining it, but why don't you meet Laura right now? Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. No problem. Thank you yeah. for talking with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up watching uh, the documentary Coven yesterday, and it was really cool. Okay. Um, it was cool. Like I, in our chat, I don't want to ruin too many of the story beats. I stress people to go see it themselves. But uh, maybe I, I just kind of want to like pick your brain about what it's like to be, like I guess a new a witch in this in this millennium. You know, it's it's kind of like this ancient practice um, of just connectivity and. A lot of things like that and um yeah i just kind of want to know a little bit about uh you now and your experience uh, through this practice yeah well i mean i feel like when i started i was I, and i still consider myself very like novice very new there's just so much to learn and uncover and different paths you can kind of go down um in terms of learning about witchcraft and which practice is right for you so um yeah, when I started, I was just very kind of like very solitary. I was like very much on my own, just doing what I discovered, you know, kind of worked for me. Um, but through this film and and through this experience, I've learned about a lot of different practices. And, um, and I think that a big thing about modern day witchcraft is, um, and I think it happens, you see this in the movie, is this like reclaiming of power. And I think that 
whatever way somebody is drawn to witchcraft, if if that helps them feel empowered, then I think that's that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And uh even I find lots of people may not have a full understanding of what it is, just based on I guess what the media portrays, movies portrays, and even historically. And it's it's kind of interesting to see throughout the documentary just learning about that through maybe like the teachers you met along the way and how yes um just it's almost was there was like a fear of women empowerment and they deem mm-hmm. them as witches and even go as far as killing them as mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah. yeah just to try and take that power away so we saw like throughout history if there's any Anytime, like a woman, um, you know, they were typically like healers or they knew about uh, herbs that were helpful or they were just very intuitive or just like a teacher in their community. Like all of those things that uh, they were doing were seen as like bad and evil because it was giving them power. And I think the systems that were in place wanted to take that away. And I think that speaks a lot to where we're at today as well. Like if we look at uh, the way politics are leaning and the different rights being taken away from uh, different groups and individuals. I think it it's just as much um, a worry now as it was then in, in a sense. Yeah. And even um, I didn't expect this, but uh, I just did an episode uh, yesterday on Olympic athletes and mainly women and like a lot of like corruption and power and just wrongfulness going on with yeah. them and um even like I, even the, the one movies about sports i watched and the other ones about witches i didn't expect them to kind of connect in a way where it made my yeah. mind open that even though i i i always think today we are very progressive but in ways yeah. um a lot of people in power are not and still mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. treating women terribly and beyond yes. that Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why um, even before I knew about um, the different types of practices for witchcraft, I say it in the documentary as well that I think politically I like to identify as a witch almost just because of that term and how much power it wields and how off-putting it can be for people who don't understand. It's like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? Why would you want to be that? That thing historically has been seen as evil and this and that but it's really it's just like a woman in power and people didn't like that so it's easier to call her a witch and and take that away than you know yeah for sure it's it's like kind of uh being an empowered woman plus a fuck you i'm gonna like (laughs) exactly like you better watch out you might you might also get cursed like <laughs> yeah and i think that's awesome and even um yeah. what what i loved um in the film like it really shows like kind of like your beginning of like curiosity and uh i think it's interesting you talking about growing up and always feeling like you had some type of connectivity um whether it's to the earth and stuff like that and and um just i just want to get your perspective like uh how did it feel to just kind of explore deeper into that because and to the point where a camera's following you now and you're you're meeting like this real covens and stuff like that it's great it's awesome it was yeah it was definitely amazing it was surreal it was um it through the process I was making connections like 
um, when I'm having that conversation with Andra, I'm like, wait, like I did do this as a kid. And now that I'm learning, I'm, I'm seeing what that, what those uh, activities were and how I can connect them to who I am now. And, um, and then definitely was interesting learning from a bunch of different women and how they practice witchcraft in their own way. Some very uh, strict uh, ceremonial ways, as you'll see in the film, and then others who are a bit more casual about it and just kind of uh, don't want it to be so structured because they want it to be more organic and in like the way that you feel comfortable. And I think I really like that. I think I, I tend to steer away from anything that's too structured mm -hmm. um, in that way, be it like, I mean, that's why I was not, I wouldn't have considered myself a religious person beforehand. So anything that felt too much like restricting in that way, um, I kind of, I, I didn't really connect with as much as more of the natural, like being connected to the earth and just doing these things for yourself that feel empowering and feel, uh, I guess, keep you in the moment and mindful. Yeah. I really relate to, to that, uh, that sense mm -hmm. of just in life, uh, just kind of going with the flow, you know, and what feels mm -hmm. natural mm -hmm. and, in like self growth. And speaking of like, you kind of went on this journey for self growth. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how mm -hmm. long it's been since the end of that movie, but uh, are you still like, practicing learning more and do you feel like your connectivity to the earth or whatever you were looking for is getting stronger yeah I feel like now I mean my practice hasn't changed too much in that I I still kind of tend to do it for myself um, but I feel a lot more confident in it now because of what I learned throughout the process of filming the documentary I think before I was like I didn't really want to call myself a witch as confidently. I was just like, you know, maybe I'll tell my friends, but I didn't want to, you know, feel like I can say it out to the world. And now I really feel like very confident standing in that. And, um, and yeah, I think the documentary helped me with that because it was just learning about my past and different traditions just kind of helped me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think one of the coolest thing was like, it does follow three different stories, but with mm -hmm. your story arc, um, kind of digging into your past and again i'm not trying to spoil the movie or whatever but there's some mind-blowing stuff about uh, <laughs> your history that also directly connects to witches which you didn't know until you started i didn't it, yeah and i mean i don't want to spoil it either but i mean it's right on the tip of my tongue i wish i could talk about it but yeah. um just yeah there were so many moments where i made these connections that explained why I was the way I was or why I was doing the things I was doing um, and it just was really validating and I think that also helped me kind of just sit more confidently um, in this place where I'm at now you know in terms of my practice and everything like that yeah it's and it's so interesting to me um even like I'm a strong believer in certain energies and stuff even though mm -hmm. I don't openly talk about it too and i'm sure people who have followed this series too usually i'm talking to comedians or different artists too and we don't really go down this rabbit hole but i find sometimes um i don't i don't know i feel vulnerable talking about this which is fun as well but uh i find sometimes if you just listen to the universe which i don't always do it almost like does this serendipitous thing or where it almost brings you to a point where you're meant to be, which I also think is so interesting in your story where 
growing mm-hmm. up, you always felt like this. You were always drawn to this. And then finally, mm-hmm. you kind of just open up and let go and talk to this historian, go to Scotland and blah, 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 and then yeah. have a direct connection to something you felt like as a child yeah. is mm-hmm. so interesting. And even talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Same, same. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was just, it was like the connections that were made were just each one. I was just like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. I, it's really, it's hard for me to explain in any, in, intelligent way it was just yeah uh, an incredible experience and and yeah just totally validating and totally just like things happen in a certain way uh for a certain reason and it kind of really made me believe in that more so yeah uh one thing i thought was cool about the film too which is we i kind of mentioned at the beginning where like historically people think of witches as these evil beings and things like that but every story arc I just noticed that everybody who was into and wanting to further pursue being a witch or already are a witch all had good intentions of Mm -hmm. being a human being and again Mm -hmm. like I'll just keep using the word connectivity to like whether it's the earth their soul Mm -hmm. their past and it just felt like just a very pure way of living and having a mindset and everything Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and I think that the I think it's great that each one of the stories uh that go throughout this documentary kind of touch on that and um I think there's one section where they were talking about how this like stereotypes of witches and why they were described as evil and everything it was to control and to get people to keep people away from that way of thinking and that way of uh you know operating in the world and so I think it's like kind of examining why are those the stereotypes why is that the working narrative that it's evil and it's bad and then when you actually look into it you're like oh it's actually quite a bit more uh communal and connected and pure than than you're led to believe mm-hmm. and uh you identifying as a witch do you feel like you consistently have to explain this to people when they hear about it or if you tell them or I think it just I think it just depends on the crowd um Mm -hmm. I've definitely maybe gone to a like uh an event where there's maybe people I didn't know and it comes up and I've had some people be really off put like well why would you why would you say that like why would you want to say that like don't you know that that's evil and everything and I'm like well that's not necessarily how I see it and how and I know my practice isn't evil and I know I'm not an evil person and my intentions aren't so it can sometimes be a good way to to educate people I mean it depends on how much they feel comfortable talking about it um but I'm always open to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And, and very interesting. And even uh, I find um, in different ways, like I listen to all types of music across the board. And one genre I love is death and black metal, <laughs> just because yes. it's, it's so fun. <laughs> and you it's, it's interesting. Like I, I hear interviews of these guys and you might see them in a poster, see them live. And it's like, they look like the literal devil and it's like there's just goat <laughs> horns everywhere and and yeah. then you hear them in like an interview and they're just very soft-spoken yes. um friendly people <laughs> and um one person i'm i'm thinking of he's the singer of a uh, behemoth and he okay. uses yeah. 
this type of imagery, not because he believes in it or whatever. He just wants people to just kind of open their mind about maybe mm-hmm. religious corruption or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's almost just the most extreme way of doing it as yes. an artist in a way. Yes, <laughs> and I, I think that's so cool. And I feel like kind of, I guess, in my opinion, maybe labeling yourself as a witch kind of has that certain spirit to it you know it's kind of fun in a way yeah no I I completely agree I think that it's uh it's like taking a a strong stance using that word it can be very divisive uh to certain people and I think if it opens up a bigger conversation then I think that's good and if it makes people because if people meet me they're like oh Laura's not you know evil or scary and then I'm like yeah so here you've met a witch who isn't either of those things <laughs> yeah yeah and this is fun like i was totally excited to uh to talk to you today even before i watched the documentary i'm like oh yeah let's talk to a witch let's go yes. but um it's it's great to even get like uh myself like a further education on it too because mm-hmm. even with my excitement i feel like there was part of like I guess an ignorance or whatever is like, oh, this spooky lady might be on my Zoom call or whatever. I but know. again, it's oh. cool to kind of like, um, like just share with people what it really is and what uh, mm-hmm. what you ladies mm-hmm. are doing and like your intentions mm-hmm. behind everything. Yes, yeah, and I mean, I think you know, uh, it, like there are different practices. There's different levels of um of witchcraft that you can get into and I think some may seem darker or or you know if they're they're larger rituals but I think for myself it's just finding what was comfortable for me and if that's just like being by myself and doing like you know finding herbs and crystals that are uh meaningful to me and I believe hold power and then using them in a way that um makes me feel like I said mindful I think that's that's a big part of it so I feel like anyone can you know find witchcraft in their own practices if if they're looking for it yeah definitely and um it also seems like this has been a journey of just even like self-growth of uh embracing who you are which I find really inspiring too because I find Mm -hmm. um um, I guess like you mentioned in the in the film like you grew up you were being bullied and stuff and even like mm-hmm. I find I meet a lot of people and myself even at an earlier age where I wasn't embracing my true self and it was mm-hmm. almost just due to factors around me of thinking I should be this certain way as a human and there's like different influences even though like my intentions of who I am Mm-hmm. Um, weren't bad just being different felt off and I think you, your story is beautiful because you're just very like leaning into what's in on the inside and mm-hmm. stuff like that yes yeah that's definitely where I find my practice has drawn me it's just more looking inward and working through all of that because like I, I always joke and I'm like I feel like I was most myself or I knew exactly who I was like right before I got bullied because I was just like this like goth kid who was like witchy and you know like I was just discovering myself and then I think that really kind of halted that for a little while and I had mm. to put that me on a shelf or um for a while and then I feel like with witchcraft and identifying as a witch is so closely knit in my experience to my queerness because um I was bullied and like I say in the documentary the rumors about me was that oh she's a lesbian and a witch and at the time in the you know late 90s it wasn't as 
as power or as empowering or I, I just felt very like um separate from everyone else if that was the rumor about me and I just hate now that you know years later I'm like well they were right like not always yeah, yeah. but these bullies specifically happened to see something I didn't and I kind of hate that <laughs> yeah it's but um yeah it is kind of like interesting how like you could kind of know who you are when you're a kid and like mm-hmm. kids are like unapologetic and just free. Yes. And then as you like hit those teen years and it's some just... one person could say something, they'll question your entire existence. And like, yes. when really you were like kind of on your true path. You went, I guess you exactly. went through a, like kind of a, a bump in the road of, mm-hmm. of just mentally of influences around you yeah yeah absolutely and then to just finally come back to it and realize like you said like yeah when you're that age you kind of yeah know exactly who you are and you're free and you're just like it doesn't matter what other people think and I think getting back there and just doing that work and sitting in that place and being like okay I'm who I want to be I'm who I should be uh, is really powerful on that it's so interesting even I'm kind of thinking uh it's about my journey too and when I was a little kid I used to just religiously like watch much music and just love interviews and when I was getting older and like going to college I was taking like all these courses because I thought I was supposed to do something like like with a structure of the way the world wants you and like yeah this is gonna pay my bills and have a family or whatever and then all of a sudden I hit my 30s and I'm just like I'm not happy and then all of a sudden I got a a podcast and a microphone I'm talking to witches and David Suzuki and it's (laughs) it's awesome this is beautiful that is amazing and it all comes from almost just like kind of remembering just like what's in your soul and just letting go and then this is where I think the some unexplainable energies start happening where they put opportunities in front of me because I don't know if you feel the same way, but as soon as I let go, things that I would dream of started coming to me, like Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the weirdest ways, it's almost like, I don't want to talk too much about myself because this episode's about you, but it's, uh, (laughs) it's almost, uh, like spooky and unexplainable. And it's, some people could say things are coincidence, but there's been too many of them, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. almost like a meant to be thing. Exactly. And it is totally about when that moment where you finally like let go and then it just kind of, you, you welcome those opportunities in, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. I think for myself, just when you were like, when you were a kid, you watch much music all the time. When I was a kid, I just loved um, watching movies, mostly scary movies. And Mm -hmm. I loved like, uh, like, even as a kid, like analyzing them, I guess. So in my head, I was like, Oh, I wish that could be a job. But then I didn't think it could be. And then now years later, I can combine two things that I love, which is tarot reading, which is very uh, attached to my witchcraft practice and horror movies and I have a YouTube show where I talk about the use of tarot cards in horror movies and it's like if oh. I would have told 13 year old me that you could do that and you can be exactly who you are like I just think that's pretty special yeah that's and, cool it sounds yeah. like everything kind mm-hmm. of combining for you too, yeah. in yeah. a very yeah. like natural and authentic way um what's your yeah. channel called um, well, I do it through Rumorg TV. Rumorg's a horror magazine um, that's based in Toronto. It's Canada's largest. Um, and on their channel, I have a section called Terror Tarot, where I look at 
tarot cards in horror movies. <laughs> it's like that's... I just nerd out for like 20 minutes about it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Especially, uh, yeah, I guess I, I didn't know you were being, you're like signed with Rue Morgue too, which I'm familiar with too. But it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I started I guess... out just volunteering with them and then I pitched them the idea and they're like, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually the way it goes too. And uh, yeah. I find places uh who do that kind of content too they can obviously see the passion and authenticity mm -hmm. with you too and it's uh yeah that's, that's so cool <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah I think like if if you and I sat down with like our 13 year old selves they'd probably be pretty stoked <laughs> like as to where we are now <laughs> somebody recently just said that like to mm -hmm. me on a day I was like very like stressed and it was like about I guess like I was kind of stressed of like too many things I want to happen happening at once, but I couldn't like juggle them all. And, uh, okay. and um, somebody just told me that, Oh, yeah, I think of, like maybe like 10 years ago when you were in college, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is like a problem I want to have type of thing. Right. And just kind of <laughs> <laughs> relax my shoulders. It's like, yeah, bring it in, you know, like, like stuff like, but I think it's easy to get too much in your own head as well too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. do you, on your journey, um, did you ever like second guess yourself? Like maybe going into having this documentary made and stuff. Cause this is like an all in commitment. What were kind of like the process leading up to it? Yeah. I mean, I think that I was, uh, you know, I just imposter syndrome like is abound. Uh, I think I was like, Oh, maybe I'm not uh, as uh, like, I'm not into witchcraft as much as they need me to be. Or, you know, like is my story, mm -hmm like, am I going to find something like, what if I don't like it? Or like, what if I, you know, I meet these witches and they're like, oh, she's a fake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. it was very intimidating to meet some women who have really dedicated their whole lives to their practice and their, and their ritual practice and everything. Like, um, Anne Marie was a very intense person to meet. Uh, she knows she has a lot of knowledge and is very like, uh, strict in, in the way in which she does her practice. So think I was just like this woman is so powerful she's gonna look at me and be like get out you know like I think there was like a bit of that um but I think it was through meeting a bunch of different people like later I met Sandra um another practicing witch and another woman named Monica and they really kind of like helped me be like comfortable with where I'm at and that that that's still valid and and you know if I'm searching for this it must be for a reason and to not mm not think that I don't belong. And I think that kind of, if I'm going to psychoanalyze myself, goes back to, uh, you know, how I, I was always afraid that I didn't belong when I was in high school and like, you know, coming out as a queer woman, as well as exploring witchcraft, it was like, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not uh, meant to do this. But I think through this process, I, sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional about it, but I think through this process, I got to a point where I'm happy to stand like confidently in both of those identities yeah that's such a beautiful thing and even um i think all the stories in this film was was cool because you mentioned there's like different kinds of like i guess the high witch yeah i try to think of like the name yeah. of them like a high priestess or like whatever <laughs> yes. they are yeah. and uh yeah that that first one you met was very intimidating and very yes. intense yeah. as the movie went along and not just in your story in the other girls stories you see that there's different ways of practicing and mm -hmm. maybe you all have the same core belief and 
it's it's just mm-hmm. such an interesting world I got to look in and I think it's, yeah. it's so cool and like I really appreciate you um just kind of letting go and sharing your story because I'm sure that's such yeah. a vulnerable thing to do too yeah it definitely was and I think um you know it I think it got easier, pardon me, easier as it went along because I got more comfortable with Rama and the crew and I, I was able to trust them that like where we're going with this and what I, the research I'm uncovering, like it just, it started to feel more natural and it really picked up steam. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm in this now and I have to know more and like, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, eventually you kind of just, um, kind of forget that the cameras are there <laughs> yeah that's that's cool i think that's uh i guess like the key to it to like a, a good documentary which i gotta be incredibly hard like i couldn't imagine yeah. i'd always be like looking into it and, like i i think i would change as a person did like did it take you a little bit to adjust or definitely i think um there's uh, like a few days of like um interviews and stuff at the very beginning where i was very like stiff and I was I would just after I'd say something I'm like oh I don't think that's really what I meant and I you know I would kind of go back and forth but what really helped is there's a few days where my sister she's like literally my best friend in the whole world she was with me and then I was able to just be like exactly myself and then that kind of helped to to go on from there so I think it was just it was harder to do it by myself at first I guess to relax and trust that I can be myself like let that guard down Mm mm-hmm yeah and um there was like a lot shown like on the camera too but i know like all these different uh witches you would meet would uh talk about their practices like outside the film where have you done any like rituals with them like in everything uh, on your journey not with the uh women that i met in the film but after experiencing a few different types of rituals i felt like more confident to do it with um there's one of my friends in that i zoom with in the film her name's skyra and her and i have really kind of stepped up i just stepped up our ritual game if you will (laughs) um after the film just because i was able to see like you know i learned a lot from them about like herbs like i didn't even know anything about herbs and i still feel like i don't know much but um ways to use those mindfully um in ritual just and i feel like i got a bit more confident still total novice <laughs> in yeah. that oh, regard it's, but it's it still so cool me. that yeah that you're learning <laughs> all this too because it's like i'm totally interested in i don't know it's just like i always feel like there's there's more layers to this world than that's on the surface and there's mm-hmm. there's there's so many examples in life where it's almost like I have these unexplainable moments, which just dealing with energy telling me something before it happens. And I'm always curious, but I don't explore it enough too. So uh, Mm -hmm. even just like watching this film and like talking to you right now, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know, again, giving me a little goosebumps of stuff, I guess, (laughs) Barry because I feel vulnerable talking about it you know it's more mm-hmm. like I'm shy to really lean into it but uh yeah, yeah like like I feel like I've seen some shit though like you know yeah. that's like undeniable yes. what makes me uh have that stance you know exactly and I think the the not the fear but the apprehension to really lean into it kind of comes from a place of like 
I don't know if I like open that gate, what's going to come flooding in. So I think when we get those moments where it's like our intuition goes or something just happens serendipitously, if we're not comfortable with following that thread deeper, then we might just stop it there. But I think we all have this uh, ability because we are all connected to, um, you know, trust our intuition and really feel things. Um, but I think it's just a, a spectrum of like how open someone is to that. And I think you can get you can get more comfortable with it. And then I think you'll start to notice even more. It's like the floodgates will open and then you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Do you feel <laughs> like, you know, it's all good. You can swear on here. Do okay. you feel like um, leaning into it for you has opened it even more than at the beginning of your journey? Yeah, definitely. And I think back um, like years before I had gone to a uh, tarot card reader and she, well, doing my cards had said something. She's like, I feel like your third eye is closed and it's like clouded, like a baby deer when they're first born and they open their eyes, but it's blurry. And that mm. image really stuck with me. And I was like, oh, hey. And so I feel like through this process, I feel like that, that I you know, in a metaphorical sense has gotten more, uh, like the vision has gotten clearer. And I feel like I can kind of, I've been more comfortable to open it and to be okay with what that brings in. If that yeah. doesn't sound too <laughs> wild. Yeah, I, I kind of love it. And uh, there's, there's something I always like want to mention, but I, I feel so shy, like talking about it. But um, in my past, like, um, I've always like, seen like the number pattern, like uh, pop up three, three, three. And, mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. always like when I'm going through a drastic change in life and I haven't seen it in a very, very, very long time. And this is this is so spooky because this is like happened yesterday after I watched the film. And I don't know if it's because I'm just was thinking of this kind of stuff, but um, I around this. OK, I got to kind of like preset this too i've been feeling like okay. heavy weights of stress like i need to make some changes as well and so okay. um i there's two things that are so fucking spooky from this so i wake okay. up last night and i look at the clock and it's 333 and i'm like okay so that's my brain again like my vulnerability of brain is like oh yeah this is a coincidence whatever I go back to sleep and I'm still feeling like this weight of stress and stuff. I wake up again and I uh, open my, my phone and I check my email. Let's see if the number's still there, but Oh, it's okay. So my email number said 3,333 right now it's at three, three forty, but this okay, morning, but this morning it was all threes and then I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It's back. You know, yes. it hasn't happened in years. <laughs> and then yeah. so I've still got this heavy, heavy stress. And uh, I, I'm i like, okay, I'm just going to sleep for, for a moment and just relax. Like my mind was so busy. So I fall mm -hmm. asleep and I have this dream of uh, a friend of mine who passed away this year. And he's a very oh. strong presence. Uh, he was a legendary rapper in uh, Canada named Pat Stay. And I filmed him for like a decade. And he tragically got murdered this year. And uh, oh. he's, again, he's just like a strong, so like, sorry. strong, strong presence. And he showed up in my dream. And I wish I could remember, like, I'm bad at remembering dreams. 
All mm-hmm. I knew is that he showed up and how I felt when I woke up, but it was wow. like I he was in my dream and uh was just like yo, all this is bullshit. Like just in, I woke up for no reason feeling like a rush of just the weight was off my shoulder. I was happy. And then, Oh uh, my God, I have goosebumps now. (laughs) So so this is, I I feel insane, like saying this out loud, but I, even to get your perspective, do you think or my subconscious just, I mean, I think like, yeah, I mean, I feel like energies never go away. And, and especially if somebody's close to us, we keep their energy very close to us. And I think that when you were already getting these little hints from the universe, in a sense that you're already very hyper aware of 333, it was almost like a, hey, just pay attention, something's coming, something's coming. And then for that to happen in your dream, I think, whether it was him reaching out from, you know, the other side, or just something you needed, he his energy is what helped you kind of let go of that stress like you almost like embodied his energy I think in a sense in your dream you needed that so um I think that I I mean either way it's just it's it's his impression and his presence is what helped you through that so like I think whether it was him from beyond or just your energy the way you hold him in you in your subconscious I think either way it just kind of yeah. yeah, it's very interesting that you would see that cool. or you would experience that after. Yeah, even the energy I felt, um, it didn't feel like mine, but he was always like a mm-hmm. big presence. He was just like almost a legend, you know, and just funny. Yeah. And, stuff. and I just shot out of bed just like, oh, yeah, like soup. Like, I'm not confident at all. Like, I'm just like, oh, today's going to be a fucking great day type of thing. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, thanks for listening to that too as well. Absolutely. It's also convenient that you're on today too. And yes. somebody safe, I can talk about this too. Like, so. Yes, absolutely. And you know, I'd say afterwards, I would, uh, if you have, if you feel like it, look up what 333 means. Like you just Google it. There's certain numbers there. They're called angel numbers, but I mean, that can just be whatever your belief system is, but mm-hmm. there's certain ones that people see regularly and it's not everyone. So, and certain numbers mean certain things. So I don't know off the top of my head, the, the significance of 333, but I, I'd urge you to check in, look into that and see um, what, what they uh represent when we see them yeah i think i think i will i remember back in the day when it was happening a lot i looked into mm-hmm. it but i it I, like i didn't really retain it and i think i right because like, you weren't ready yeah maybe i wasn't ready and i also mm-hmm. remember there was different meanings like you know you google it could be anything could pop up i mean that's yeah. the problem with google and like people will do like oh top 10 numbers people see all the time it's like what's your source like how how do you know that yeah, exactly. um but you can even look back into like even numerology um you know like uh, three is a very powerful number like if you think of like a triangle or any structure that has three sides it's like very strong so i think there if if the definition you're looking into has something to do with that then you might be on the right track to like a good definition mm-hmm. um you know i can't really say what everybody online is like uh, impressions of that number is but if it's tied to an actual uh recorded belief system like numerology or something then i think it'll be more accurate yeah that's that's so cool mm-hmm. thanks for listening to that story too by the of way of course thank you for sharing <laughs> i always i always like to make these shows about my guests and i'm like yo i'm talking a lot right now but... it's okay i love it i love to hear it and um i love to talk about those things and i feel like i'm glad that 
you know, the film's out now and I can have those conversations again because um, outside of like my best friend and my partner, like they, they're like, okay, we've, we've done enough spooky conversating today, Laura, like let's talk about something else. And I'm like, no, I want to keep talking about it. So yeah. I'm just, I'm really relishing it. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you're just warming up and I'm sure like even <laughs> what's cool about you putting yourself out there like this it's gonna bring that people like mm -hmm. like myself mm -hmm. to, like this is the first time I met you and then uh all of a sudden it's like you know like I feel like I can just tell you this you know <laughs> where a yes, lot of yes uh, again uh, why I feel vulnerable about it is because I don't have a lot of these conversations with people in my life you know which I think mm -hmm. is is super cool and I guess yeah. like I don't know a uh, a gift you yeah. have um to just I guess oh, make people well, feel relaxed and just know that uh, they're not, they don't have to feel vulnerable talking to you about uh, these things or even knowing that you have taken this dive on your journey could inspire them to want to do the same as well. Yes. Yeah. I really hope it does. And I hope that if people watch it, this documentary, that they can start having those conversations, like opening up, maybe making connections for themselves and be like, oh, okay, well, if that happened to her, you know, that that strikes a memory in me, like us talking, you're like, oh, this brings up the 333 thing. And I think mm -hmm. that's really good because I think there's all these little moments of like magic almost in our own day-to-day -day lives that maybe for the most part we ignore because yeah. we're kind of told that that's, you know, whatever it's not real or we just have to ignore it and we just get stuck in this grind of everyday life so if we all can like not to be cheesy but like take a moment stop and think about those things uh I think we'll feel a lot more connected and a lot more um in tune with our intuition yeah very true and uh even it's interesting I was thinking uh, a couple episodes ago I had David Suzuki on and he <sighs> said something I should have explored deeper but um, he was talking about how us in humanity have disconnected from our indigenous ways in ways mm -hmm. where almost what we're talking about, where we're not listening to the energy of the earth and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he kind of just threw that out there in the middle of like a different rant about like more like things like climate change or whatever. So, but again, like, I guess like watching the film and stuff, it's just kind of like bringing up those themes for me. And it made me like think again about that line he said in the interview that I didn't explore more. But again, yeah. like even somebody like that, who maybe you only see as like a talking head on TV too, he mm -hmm. has some sort of belief or inner mm -hmm. truth of all this, which I yes. have so much trouble explaining, you know, it's more like you can't put a word to it. It's like an energy of the flow mm -hmm. of life and nature and all that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's really great to hear somebody like uh, him, who is this just so high, this highly regarded, like educator, scientist, like incredibly uh, like uh, intellectual person speaking on that connectivity and, and, and leaning into that, I think is really great. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I think you leaning into it is really great, too. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting. I hope you continue your journey. And uh, I yeah. noticed you mentioned in the film, you wanted to start your own coven. Have you mm -hmm. been pushing towards that or already got one? Or <laughs> I don't have one yet. Um, but you know, what's funny is I was talking with my friend uh, the other day. And I think, like I said, witchcraft kind of is 
very different for each person. Um, but sometimes I find that if I'm just like around like a, a group of friends and who are all very much connected to their intuition and everything like that, it almost feels like we're all, our own coven already because of mm -hmm. the way that we communicate and we'll, and we'll have these kinds of conversations. So I feel like I've kind of, I've got a little bit of that, but I just need to, and again, it's just me being, I don't know, like an introvert, maybe like kind of I have always been doing it on my own. So outside of my one friend, uh, I haven't pushed myself, but I think that through talking to people again and people seeing the documentary, I hope that I can get a bit more confidence about doing that next step because I think I'm still kind of like, oh, but I can't start that. Not, yeah. you know, not me, you know. But it, it seems <laughs> like, um, I don't know, even like that's kind of fitting to like your personality and stuff, but it's kind of naturally happening around you and maybe yeah. you, like because it's your own way of doing that maybe you can make it like your own twist on whatever it yeah. is and maybe there has to be some natural connection to bring it together or something like that yeah. that could work out for you it's true it's like we talked about earlier it's like you open yourself up to it the world's going to be like okay well here you go so like maybe i'll finally meet that the right group of people to kind of start that kind of coven where I have like-minded people um, who will want to kind of do it in the more natural, more connected way, like that I would feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Because again, like you can make your so own I'm just rules. recruiting, I'm recruiting witches. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Just like, witches wanted. Let's go. Yes. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And uh I honestly I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this. Yes. Like it just kind of like I feel like you just opened like a part of me that I, I don't usually like talk about to uh that is I know, amazing. Uh, I know like I uh love to hear it. Yeah, pretty soon I got another interview following up, but um, mm -hmm. again, maybe maybe I'll ask you one or two more things. Just uh, absolutely, I know I'm there here. was a full moon the other day. Do it you, was. Do you do anything around it, or like uh, have like a ritual yeah. yourself? I I do for myself. Um, so I'm always tracking. I'm very aware of when there's a full moon and when there's a new moon, and um, not to describe completely my own personal ritual, but I find like for uh, new moons are good for uh, manifesting things. And now I have like a, a weird relationship with the word manifest because I feel like I don't necessarily agree with people who have a practice of like bringing things in that aren't meant for them. Like if somebody's like, I'm going to manifest a car. I mean, you know, no judgments. Like, but if you want that car, fine, manifest it. But I feel like I'm more just trying like, I want to manifest like just things that I can control in my own body. So like I want to feel more confident about this next month or I want to bring in some kind of like a, a change in my energy so that I'm more direct or I'm more, you know, different things like that. That's kind of what I always try and focus on when it's a new moon. Um, and when it's a full moon, I kind of do the opposite where it's like letting go. So if there's mm. something that's been bottling up at work or I'm feeling really stressed, I just I'll do things like. Uh, maybe you write down the things that are stressing you out and then you can like uh, a very like I'm not I'm losing my words sorry but like uh, it, like in that moment meaningfully light a candle think about how you want to release those things burn right. them and then uh, and see and seeing them physically go away could kind oh. of help you release them so I definitely try and do that every full and new 
moon and then there's other I feel very connected to the moon cycles uh then you kind of have to watch for like harvest moons and like different you know um like blood moons when they're coming up uh they definitely have their own energies as well so it's a lot to do with astrology um and their placement in the sky and things like that i definitely focus on that a lot <laughs> oh that's cool i'm learning right now i didn't know there was like yeah different rules for the moons and stuff you know it's, <laughs> i mean it's not a rule but like to, those are the energies because yeah. when the moon is full right after that it you know it you know that's as big as it can get and then it's it's not as visible anymore so it's a good time to let go because those things that were so big and like over your head at, mm -hmm. if you can let them go that night then the, the next cycle of that moon is very small it's like it's almost like it's gone you uh, know and then when the new when the cycle is coming in like metaphorically i guess for this new moon it's a fresh start so it's a good time to like manifest so if you're kind of thinking about it in that way it um yeah. the energies match with where that moon is in its in its cycle cool that's so cool i don't know if this <laughs> sorry, is a... sorry i got too deep on that no no i'm i'm loving it i'm like tell me okay. more <laughs> we could do another hour on the moon if i Amazing. if i uh didn't have another guest coming soon okay but, uh, well if you ever want to talk about the moon yeah yeah <laughs> i might hit you up actually okay. it's funny too that made me think of uh i don't know if this is a reliable source but uh because it was obviously something i heard like on a comedy podcast but they were talking about moon cycles and stuff like that okay. but i heard like you know how like um like the moon like uh changes the tides and everything yes and i yes. heard like um this is just something one of these guys heard from somebody else but like <laughs> you know how like there's that notion of oh like full moon day everybody acts different and they're crazy or whatever they said like mm -hmm. or they were saying that like the tides like your brain chemistry is actually doing something different that day or i don't know if there's yeah. truth to that but it made me think about it. i'm like yo that's kind of cool and awesome and weird and well i mean i don't i haven't read that specific thing but i think it all makes sense because if we think about how much the moon can drastically influence the large bodies of water around the world like our bodies are made up mostly of water so mm -hmm. It, we'd be foolish to not think that it would then have an effect on us as well and if the full moon has that biggest pull then it's sure it's probably shaken up all kinds of stuff in us and i've definitely yeah had it's been you do notice that on a full moon things are a little more tense yeah. i guess <laughs> it could yeah. have a, a tendency to get a little wild <laughs> yeah it's so fascinating uh yeah i want to mm -hmm. learn you're inspiring me to learn more about this shit too i guess Amazing. i love talking about Amazing. it too and then at the end of my sentence it's like oh yeah but i don't really know i just heard this from this person <laughs> and this person <laughs> I'm like, no and that's fine yeah that's i guess okay. it's like it's cool it's part of the journey like the first step exactly. of the journey you know it's it's yes. cool to to not know because that just makes it more interesting it's something else yeah. to do and learn and everything and i feel like sometimes yeah like uh not even with this kind of stuff if anybody's trying to start something new sometimes they can get intimidated because they feel like they don't know the whole picture or they're an amateur but sometimes all yeah. it takes is that first step for everything to snowball too and i'm sure you can attest to that with your journey. absolutely yeah I totally feel that because I think it was it was very intimidating to start out I was like I don't know anything but like that's the that's a good thing you know it's good to explore and learn and it's almost very humbling you have to be like okay I don't know anything about this let's go like let's let's start 
you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be okay in sitting in that unknown um, and, and being open to learning. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I guess for like a final question, if somebody hits me up and asks, uh, like, I'm interested in being a witch, what advice would you give them? What advice would I give? Well, I think um, I would just say it really, there's so many different avenues you can go down. And I definitely had that experience in the documentary. And I think you, first of all, if somebody's looking into it, they probably already feel drawn to it through their intuition or be whatever it is. But like, as they're learning, I think if they start to feel pulled in one direction, follow that, that whatever it is that kind of fires up for you. Um, and don't feel like you have to go down a path that doesn't. So, you know, if you start reading about a certain sect of witchcraft and you're like, oh, the, you know, it's too, like for me, it was anything that was too structured. I just was like, I, I knew I had to learn about it, but I didn't feel that connection to it. And I think it's okay. You don't have to subscribe to everything under that witchcraft umbrella to, to be able to use it. So just, yeah, I guess it would just be trust your intuition. If you're already looking into it, you know, kind of what you want. Mm -hmm. So just try and do your research and follow the path that feels right for you, not what everybody should think is. Yeah. Well said. And uh, this has been such a fun talk. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, I wish I could go another two hours. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, thanks for being a great guest. Uh, like yeah, I mentioned, no the, the movie Coven, people should check it out if, even if... Mm -hmm. If they're not into all this stuff, just like curious, like it's it's cool and eye opening. It's always cool to learn about like just different cultures in general too. And uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And he, there's definitely two two other uh, women in the film explore their um, backgrounds and their history and their cultures that are quite different from mine. And I think it's good to see that it kind of is all over the world, you know. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's definitely lots to learn there. So if you're you know not necessarily into witchcraft but you're curious that's how i kind of started so just follow me <laughs> you know in the, <laughs> in the documentary <laughs> i'm asking the same questions as the viewers probably are asking <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's so <laughs> awesome but uh yeah thank you so much for your time laura definitely keep in touch i'd love thank to have you, you on yes. again too because like i I'd said love I, could, that. <laughs> I could ask you questions forever you know? <laughs> yes yeah, this is so I would fun. love it. We can get, we can definitely get witchy and spooky another time. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, thanks again. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks again to Laura for coming on the show. Listening to that back put a big smile on my face. Also, like I mentioned in the intro, you guys can check out Coven on April 28th, the world premiere at Hot Docs in Toronto. And there's also an additional screening on May 5th and definitely down the road. We'll let you know when this film gets released anywhere else. And on top of that, subscribe to the Rue Morgue YouTube channel for more Laura Hockstad. Her segments on there are so much fun. Speaking of people who like to have fun, I can't turn the microphone off without thanking all you legends on the Patreon page. First up, our new partner... An old friend of mine, Mike Carniello, of the YouTube channel Testing with Mike. Go check it out. Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio. The wonderful Jenny Potter. Ryan frickin' Campbell. The legendary Devin McBride. My favorite soul singer, Saber. And last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. 
my mom. If you want to support the show and get all these episodes uncut early, right when I'm off the Zoom call, I just go there and I post them unedited. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. And on top of that, you get a shout out at the end of the show. You can go to bed at night knowing that you're a badass motherfucker who supports independent, raw, uncut media and forever have my thanks. For real. I'll take a bullet for you. But that's only another perk on the Patreon, okay? $4 a month. I'll I'll get shot. (laughs) If we're ever in that situation. But anywho... I'm going to go. We got a lot of awesome episodes coming around the corner. Three this week. One really short one that I got to work with Lionsgate Films on. Big moves. And another one around hot dogs. Yeah, I all got to get them out before Friday. So hope you enjoy those. And we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 